Hey, everybody. This is Talk Like a Lady, a podcast where we find out all about our favorite ladies. I'm Carly Morton. And I'm Jessica Fontana. <laughs> uh, this episode's guest is Rachel Parrish. Uh, she's actually my sister-in-law's one of her good friends for many, many years and has become a good friend of mine also in my book club, Yay! which Yay! means she's one of my favorite people. So welcome. Yay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> Yay. Oh. We appreciate it. Should we have a call in line? No. Okay. okay never mind. Let's not do that. <laughs> that would be the worst. That would... Just email us. Hey, Rachel. Hey. What are we drinking? Today we have vodka LaCroix, um, like the basic lady that I am. (laughs) We do have peach pear LaCroix, which is important. It's it's delicious. It's pretty good. Yeah, Jessica's branching out today. (laughs) She's trying her best. She hates bubble water. She hates it. And vodka. I don't hate vodka. It's just... (laughs) She makes hates me it. emotional. Oh, <laughs> and shit. I'm already emotional, people. Dude, we can cry as much as we want. That's true. It's our podcast. That's true. They do have a box of tissues at the ready, everybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How? Well, I mean, I guess we could wipe our snot off on our <laughs> sleeves, but that's so gross. <laughs> oh, that's not normal. Uh, I mean, it is here. <laughs> gross. That is gross. Ew, David. Ew. <sighs> drink your drink. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so we made you do homework, and you came prepared. Like, you wrote out notes and everything. Oh, she's ready. So we, we wanted to know. I know, we will. <gasps> we need to know who your badass lady is. Um, my badass lady is Mary Beatrice Davidson Keener. I hope I spelled it right. <laughs> because Honestly, there for were never like seeing it, you nailed it one hundred percent. Yes, best speller. Mm. It's that journalism Gold degree. Yeah, star. So Mary, I'm going to call her Mary for short. Mm-hmm. Um, on the internet, they call her Mary Keener, so we'll call her Mary. Okay. Yeah. She is the only black woman to have five patents in her name. Wow. So I went down a deep, deep rabbit hole um, re- researching <laughs> menstrual products, uh-huh. and Mary is credited with having the patent for a menstrual belt. But she is black, and the company in 1957, when she registered her patent, that was interested, when they found out she was black, they discontinued the relationship. And it took, (laughs) for the listeners, I wish you could see their faces. (laughs) They both did a very dramatic eye roll for us. Um, I hate people. I hate others. Especially 1957 people. Mm -hmm. It took like 30 more years for... um, the technology that she patented to really become mainstream with menstrual products. So, so basically, they held women back for all those years. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How dare you bleed out your vagina? Right. You guys, I have days worth of information about <laughs> menstrual products. So, you so, just let me know. 
Were all of the patents that she did, were they all around menstrual products? No, this is the only one. Another nifty one that she filed with her sister is, uh, it's a toilet paper dispenser, but it's got a flap over the top so that you never lose your, like the loose end is never flying around. So that's her and her sister's patent. Shut the fuck up. So their dad up. was an inventor. I need that almost every public bathroom I go to. Right? Yes. Yeah. So her dad was an inventor, and they had a lot of creativity in the household, and so that was one Did that, she um, work? She did. Uh, she went to college and then had to drop out due to lack of funding. So she ended up being getting married and becoming a florist, and she owned nice. her own floral shop. So she actually never so made a full-time. So she was creative meeting. in yeah. so many ways. Yeah. That's amazing. I thought she was a badass because, one, if you do a lot of research on menstrual products, she is widely not given credit for her invention. Um, There are a few women who are credited with inventing products, but overwhelmingly there's just not a lot of credit Mostly because it's really difficult to say, like, this one person started using a tampon since tampons have kind of been around for all of history. So that's kind of tough, but she is credited with this patent, and it was still pretty difficult to find information about her. And a lot of it outside of Wikipedia was on, um, like, specifically black websites about um, black inventors, black achievers. And so not in Women's Health Magazine, like their slideshow, and it wasn't in a lot of other like blogs and things that I found. So I felt like that was... Yes. It was a lot of racism in in the the menstrual world. So I was really glad to get to highlight Mary. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. Oh, can I tell you what her product was besides the belt? Yes. This is important. Okay, so her belt is adjustable, and it had a cloth pouch on it. So it's kind of, mm, I kind of liken it to a chastity belt. I was about to say, that's that's what I was going to say, too. That's about the only way I can describe it. But So she started in 1957 with that original patent. And then three years later, she was able to come up with a moisture-proof seal for it and so it actually so it just cupped kind of yeah it kept the moisture from like coming out of the cotton part Uh and seeping into your clothes um so it's a moisture wrapped seal basically which anybody who's not a woman it's ideal that That it it doesn't get it does not close yes (laughs) right um which let we it's can talk for important. days about free bleeding because that's also fascinating and happened throughout a lot of human history. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she finally updated her patent. And so that is now like the full patent is held for the moisture seal on the pad wow. for the adjustable belt. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. I like that one. I this is too. I like history stuff and inventions, I guess. Also, it's very interesting to me that all the women that people have brought in, which is why, because initially we were going to come up with our own badasses every time. Yeah. But I told her, I was like, "Um, (laughs) I feel like all of them would be true crime related for me. (laughs) So maybe we should branch out. And it's been really 
So fascinating. I've really enjoyed this yeah. segment on yeah. the episodes I've listened to. I love it. Thanks. We didn't do it ourselves. <laughs> right. Great work. Other people Thanks. did the work. We made them do it. It's great. I mean, it's great for us. Right. Yeah. There. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Mary. Totally. I like I like her. Yeah. Me too. Uh, do you want to tell us about your uh, charity that you have chosen? Yes. I'm going to break the rules and have two. Do so it. the first one is pineapple support, and mm-hmm. it is mental health for adults in the sex work industry. What? So um, a lot of it is online counseling, support groups, things like that for people who are specific uh, to the adult film or sex work industry. And I think that's a much underserved segment of society yeah. in every way possible. In every way. Like absolutely. Every way. Yes. And so I came across it on Instagram and they do a lot of, I don't know, activism and awareness and then also provide counseling services. And so you don't have to specifically be in the town. I think it's LA is where they started. So you don't have to be in LA in order to have services. So That's so cool. That is really cool. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that most of it's in LA, isn't that? I mean, it's a, seems like a pretty good place to start. The- porn capital right. I'm guessing it's LA that's so amazing it's offering though. 24-7 support and free professional therapy and advice nice so that's so yeah cool. that's great what's your second one the second one is the Urban Ranger Corps here in Kansas City mm-hmm. and we provide support and mentoring and job and life skills for young men starting in middle school through high school and all of our young men get postgraduate life planning. I don't. I can't think of the right word for it. But we help them sit down and identify what they want to do after they graduate high school. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean you have to go to college. And here's how we're going to make that happen. Right. We have one young man who identified that he really wants to be in the FBI. And so they were able to connect him with the Blue Springs Police Department, and he did an internship there, then went is in college currently, and then will go on and um, work in law enforcement and hopefully cool. work his way into the FBI. So we work with young men who are in the urban core of Kansas City, colloquially known by the KC Star as the murder factory. Are so, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, that's fact. Um, you, if you Google murder factory <sighs> Kansas City, you'll find the urban core. And so it, it was started by Father Tom Wandless. He was previously a tech entrepreneur and he sold his company and then became a priest and then realized there was a huge need in the urban core for help and light and guidance for these young men. And so he started almost 20 years ago, I believe. And he's no longer with us, but the organization still lives on. And But he really did see that there's a huge need for that encouragement and mentoring. And uh, most of the young men in our program are in a single parent household or a single adult household and not always a parent. And so a lot of those young men need male role models. So one of the interesting things to me about the Urban Rangers is that I have very little contact with our young men. Being a white woman, um, 
my stance has always been that they don't need to see me. Um, I will always be their, their supporter and I will work in the background diligently and I love getting to hang out with them at events, but they don't need me, you know, to help with mentoring. They don't need me at their sessions on Mm -hmm. confidence and school and all of that. So I'm on the board for urban Rangers. And if anyone wants more information, our website is urckc.org. That's very cool. Yeah. And before we had talked with Rachel about, she said, do, is that something that we want to do to have an organization yeah. that's, um, you know, focused on young men? And I, and Carly and I were like, well, yeah, yeah I mean, having young men grow into good men is good grown men. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. very important to every woman in the world. Right. Absolutely. So... I think that's an excellent one. I'm glad yeah. you brought them up as well. It was difficult for me when I first was looking for a board position because a lot of my feelings were I'm so passionate about young women and their development and self-confidence and things like that. And so I looked around and contacted a few different organizations and call it fate or whatever, none of those organizations got back to me. And so Urban Rangers just kept coming up and I kept connecting and Eric is the president and we had a chance to sit down and just seeing his passion for getting to help these young men and then getting to talk to them. I was like, you know what? We really do need good men to help change the world. Um, Not that I'm saying there aren't good men already, but I do think especially today in the wake of Elizabeth Warren stepping down from the election. Um, The world is still an incredibly unequal place. And I think we're going to need to see more men step up in order for us to become equal. Yeah. So makes sense. (sighs) So sad. (laughs) Did vodka come out of your nose? Deep sigh. (laughs) Trying to take a drink and you guys, yeah. Yeah. All Um, right. Are we going to start? We going to go to the way way back? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know. You know, just knowing you, I know some things. But tell us about growing up. Like, start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) August twenty (laughs) seventh. Let's see. I was born in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Raised in Kansas City. I went to college in Columbia, Missouri. And then I moved to Fort Collins, Colorado for about four years. And then I came back to be with my family and I've been here ever since. Technically, I now live in Kansas. Uh, Not, <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. KCK. I'm on the KCK side. Um, let's see. What about the way, way back? So you were born in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. North of the river, yeah. which for those of you who don't live in Kansas City, it's quite the dividing line. Yeah. <laughs> People There's... do not like to go across the bridges. Like okay. <laughs> no. Okay, so when you were born, your parents were married, right? Yeah. What yes. it, how old were you when they got a divorce? Six to seven. And you lived with your mom, right? Mm-hmm. My dad on like weekends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every other weekend and Tuesdays and Thursdays, I believe. Right. That's that. <laughs> we have to talk about the. Birth. We're getting specific. Yeah, we're getting really into the statistics. <laughs> it's of like the that's the typical like '90s custody. Yeah, 
Except my parents didn't live in the same town, so that was not my experience. Oh. My parents also didn't live in the same town, but it was still... (laughs) It was really fun driving back and forth between KCK and Tonganox. I mean, it's not that far, but it's not close. I do think um, my parents being divorced... So I know some kids... They have, like, two sets of clothes, two sets of toys. That wasn't really how we operated. Like, I would travel back and forth with my stuff. So I've always been pretty good at packing. Like, I had, this is what you take. This is your bag. Are you ready to go? That kind of stuff. So your dad lived here in town, too, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, he did. Does. And is he remarried Mm -hmm. now? That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. He got remarried, I think I was nine. That's what I thought. And they've still been married. They're still married now. Cool. And what's your sibling sitch? I have three older brothers. Uh, so my oldest brother is seven years older and then four or five years older and then one year older. So a pretty good split between us. Um, Did you live like kind of full time with any of them at any point? Kind of. Yeah. So my stepbrothers were at my dad's house, which I was at every other weekend. Mm -hmm. And my oldest brother, he moved out when I was pretty young, actually, probably eight or nine. So I haven't lived with him since I was eight or nine. So it's kind of strange to be both an only child in one house and then have siblings in another to be the youngest, the youngest girl. So there's a lot of like, weird sibling dynamics mm-hmm. for me and us. My husband is the youngest of five, but his oldest sister, or I guess the youngest sister, but next in line but above him is seven years older, and then his oldest brother is 16 years older. Holy so we shit. both have, like, super only child, like, shitty tendencies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we also are like not only children, and we have siblings who take care of us, and it's really fascinating to see like our dynamic. (laughs) Well, and they've done studies on like sibling, like in the order, the order, like birth Mm -hmm. order, Mm -hmm. and it's so cool to look at. Yeah, I was actually just listening to a podcast. um, It's actually. It's actually turned into one of my absolute favorite podcasts. It's mm-hmm. called Sibling Revelry, and it's Ooh. it's actually Kate and Oliver Hudson, which <laughs> cracks me up that I love that so much. Oliver, Oliver Hudson is he's so beautiful yeah, and funny, is. but it's a podcast, so you can't stare <laughs> yes. at him, right? But pull up a um, picture on your phone. It's, it's really fine. interesting because all the they have siblings on there. Yeah, that so it's like the one I was listening to on the way over here is Amy Schumer and her sister. Ooh, fascinating. But the one before that, they had... It was actually the guy that wrote the book that that inspired Apollo 13. But he also... He works for Time Magazine, and he um, has done, like, um, tons of research on siblings and all this stuff. So he has... He's, hmm. I think he, like, wrote a book, all this different stuff. But he was talking about it, and I thought of that because he was saying that a lot of times um, people relate to to and even marry people that are kind of in that same birth order, mm-hmm. which cracks me up. It makes sense. It's just that whole birth order, th- order thing is very interesting yeah. to me. Family dynamics in general are very interesting. To Agreed. Me, so, 
Maybe because mine's so crazy that it's just, you know, I've got <laughs> yeah a million of everything. And yeah, so it's just, it's always interesting to me. Yeah. But, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Ah, so <clears throat> growing up, who were your influences? Like, did you have any women, strong women influences? Or, I mean, you had a lot of brothers. Yeah, so I have a lot of brothers. <laughs> yes. Oh, this was tough. I listened to Andrea's episode, mm -hmm. and she just, like, rattled off a bunch of people. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's, like, equal influentials, influences. I will say, I mean, my mom was a single mom. 50 to 70% of the time. I mean, yeah. she was single all the time, but like, right. She was my mom all the time too, but <laughs> um, she didn't get days off. She didn't No, <laughs> And I would say she has been super influential. One of the big things she taught me is like, you take care of your own finances. Um, which I think has been really, really good advice for my life. Um, just because, you know, I've met a lot of women throughout my journeys in life, and you see when they don't have a handle on their own finances or they trust their husband or their partner to have control of those finances, and it oftentimes doesn't turn out great, if we're being really honest. And so that's a lesson that I've always really treasured. Yeah. I had a really, really great boss in college named Kathy. Shout out, Kathy Murray. Hey. Um, and... She just had a lot of really, really great nuggets of wisdom out there, and she was a really good boss. She was really empathetic. Um, I used to rage cry. Like, I couldn't handle my emotion, mm -hmm. and I couldn't get, like, I was so conflict-averse that I couldn't get out what I needed to say, so I would just, like, cry and eventually she, right? <laughs> Carly raises I'm, her I'm hand. I'm raising my hand. I'm uh, like, hello. <laughs> yeah. And I remember we were going over contracts and Kathy, I got so upset about something and Kathy just looked at me and she goes, I was probably close to my senior year and she looked at me and she goes, yeah, you can't do that in the real world. Like you're going to have to buckle that down, <laughs> you know? And like not mean about it, just really. Yeah. And um, you know, we still keep in touch, but there were a lot of really good things that she taught me about being professional. And I also, at that job in college, got a lot of opportunities to do a lot of different things. And that, I think, shaped my career in a lot of ways to where I am now. So that lady, um, Jessica's mother-in-law, Nancy, uh, shout out Again, Nancy. Nancy. Yeah, literally, this is we're just gonna, be gonna like, shout out a, yeah, every episode. Shout out every Nancy's episode podcast. to I mean, Nancy. Any <laughs> at any point, we don't even know when. Yeah, she. Um, my, one of my really specific memories was that we would go to bed late as hooligan teens would. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Not that we ever went out and did anything in any way <laughs> bad, but we would be hanging out in Nancy and John's basement and. Nancy is a night owl, has always Still been, is. will never change, ha, is a night owl. And she would bake us muffins at like <laughs> two in the morning oh my because she wouldn't get up at the same time like we would the next day. And so we would have like fresh breakfast ready. And 
so I know to a lot of people, like, it sounds like, oh, here's this domestic role. She felt like it was necessary. But, like, she just took such great care of us, but also on her own terms. And that taught me a lot about, I mean, I don't plan on having kids, but it did really teach me a lot about shaping parenthood or caring for people on your own terms. You don't have to get up at six in the morning to be a good mom. You don't have to be X, Y, Z. You don't have to do this. Um, I also think she probably enjoyed a little bit of quiet time <laughs> away from everybody late at night. Yes. Um, yes. Which I think is also a valuable lesson in figuring out how to take care of yourself and how that works. So Nancy was pretty influential and I've always, um, really admired her and John's marriage. Um, not, not besmirching my, my good parents, but they weren't married when I was growing up. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't learn a lot about partner dynamics and getting to watch Nancy and John in a lot of different ways was really great. And they also to this day are the most welcoming people into their home. And if you need something, they're there for you. And they always have been. And so they're both super big influences. Yeah. Same. If you ask John, he, will, <laughs> he won't take credit for it. <laughs> Neither of them would. Come no. <laughs> oh, hey, Nancy. I just wanted to say it again. Hi. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, I'm just, I just like to say it. Yeah. Nancy's weekly shout out. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is, and this is the Nancy section. <laughs> Literally anybody that knows her is going to say it, I think. <laughs> Um, so you talked about school a little bit, like what, even in elementary school up, Mm -hmm. like what was school like for you? I hated school. Like even when you were little? Yes. Always hated it. Um, was it just you struggled or you didn't like to go every day? Didn't like to go every day. And coming my one year anniversary with my counselor is coming up. And a lot of what we've identified is, um, I have incredible. Incredible anxiety, just absolute anxiety about a lot of different things. And growing up, I struggled with not understanding rules. Not like, you know, don't don't put your mouth on the water fountain. Like I understand that, but there's a different set of rules for everything. So there was a set of rules at my mom's house. There was a set of rules at my dad's house. There was a different set of rules at school. For a year, I went to a private school. There was a different set of rules there. And so a lot of that was incredibly difficult for me. And I just did not understand how to like ingratiate myself. I also, to this day, I'm such a firm believer that the adults in our, in my life specifically were impressing gender roles upon us very, very early. And I remember I had a teacher in first grade. (laughs) All right, Carly Bush league. Settle down. Come on. (laughs) Let me just hit all my stuff. You guys. But I had a first grade teacher and I remember the boys were picking on the girls on the playground and I fought back and I pinched Did you get in trouble. Yep. And she called me out in front of the entire class. And she said, Rachel, I just never thought you would do such a thing. Cause you're I, a girl. Cause I am a girl and just, Gross. and also I'm, I don't know. I think I was a pretty good kid, but still it was just, I remember just being like, I'm sorry, I'm in trouble. Like these dudes were pulling on girls hair and I was fighting back and I'm the one that's in trouble. You know what I, so I feel like you would also be, like you say, you struggled with rules. 
I feel like you would be that kid that obviously you understand what they're saying, like you said, but I feel like you're that kid that you want to know why, like why are those rules the way they yeah, are? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, that when you said you struggled, that's what I pictured for you. Yeah. Because, well, and I, I really do believe that there's always been an inequality in in the world and I've never been good with that. Right. And so even without knowing Yeah. Even without understanding yeah. why or yeah, uh, yeah knowing why certain things don't f- sit well with you. Um so yeah, I think that's very true. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so no I hated therapist. school. I did not enjoy also just the structure of it. Uh still to this day I don't love doing the same thing. That's why I've chosen a profession where I move around a lot, different not move around uh to like different jobs, but like physically at my job, like I'm an event manager, so I you know, oh, I'm it's always different on the move. Yeah, everything's different. And so just the monotony of school got me down at a very early age and I hated it. Um yeah, so I don't like monotony. Mm-mm. What about the social part of it? Did you like thrive in that or was it a struggle? Great question. I don't remember. Did you move around a lot or just did, that's I didn't nope. think you had really. No. Um, but are you I an think... introvert or an extrovert? Ooh. So, fun story. Oh. I am an extrovert. I will also say I'm an extrovert with introverted tendencies mm-hmm. and I that's recharge like an introvert. Mm-hmm. So, uh which is also something I kind of learned about in counseling where I am extroverted for so long and like deal with so much for so long. And then my body just like cannot handle it anymore. And I just like, like shut down. Immediately mm-hmm. shut yep, down. Just like yeah. take. And so a lot of times it takes me almost a full day after just like going for so long and doing so much that I just yeah. shut down. Um, usually lay in bed, watch TV. So. I think on this year, Mike had to work on my birthday. And I was kind of like, that is the best gift. (laughs) I sat in bed and watched TV and ate pizza, and it was awesome. (laughs) That sounds awesome. It was a really good day. (laughs) There's almost nothing that makes me happier than like, Mm -hmm. and I love my children. I adore my husband. But if I'm home by myself, it's a treat. Yeah, (laughs) truly. Oh, God. And I don't even have kids and it's a treat. But like, do you just like hang out with no pants on? Because that's my favorite Mm -hmm. thing to do. Uh, Her. I usually, no, I usually have pants on. Really? Yeah. She has the whole house to herself and keeps her pants on. (laughs) What if Jess was secretly like, oh yeah, pants on, shirt off, tits out. Just titties everywhere. She's like, yeah, I keep my pants on. Just like flew your bra around like a helicopter all the time. Oh God, that'd be great. Uh, You do that, don't you? No, I wish I was that person though. I'd do that as soon as I walk in the house. You can do it. I know. We can help you. (laughs) You can do it. Put your back into it. (laughs) I'm I'm so glad that Tyler has this, like, I don't know what the hell it's called, but I'm going to call it, like, an equalizer. Because when I cackle, I don't hear it as loud as it probably is. Because when you cackle, you you lean your head back and it goes away from the microphone. I I don't want to scare people. (laughs) He can fix it, I think. He's brilliant. Great job, Tyler. Good job, Tyler. Tyler, I also have a brother named Tyler. So 
Fun Is that fact. creepy out? Fun fact. No, not really. There's the, a lot of them in the world. There's so many Tylers. Yeah. So many Tylers. Uh. Oh, man. So then did college suck for you too? Or was no, it fucking loved college. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would say almost my, the entirety of my 20s was spent wanting to go back to college. I met my best friend group freshman year. Uh, we kind of met in like August, right when we started. We lived on the same floor. And very weird, our dorm was closing at semester for renovations. So people moved out all the time. Like weekly, we were losing residents to other dorms as they opened. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of people were there through the whole semester. So mm-hmm. there was definitely a very tight bond formed between those of us that were there. My roommate was one of those people that moved out pretty quickly. And so I had a room all to myself. Dang. And so I had the two, I had my bed and then another twin bed that we turned into a couch. So we all hung out Why in my room you? a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So shout out to the Hatch Hall Hotties. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> the name of our text, the, the <laughs> our group H's. chat. Yeah, Triple I mean. H. And uh, so still, you know, the best women? What are those people called in your wedding? The bridesmaids? Uh, bridesmaids. bridesmaids. <laughs> yep. The best women, I think. The best women call. works. That yeah, works. Let's call them the best I mean, women. Yeah, the we best don't women. have to call them maids. That's yeah. Cool. They were the best women in my wedding. There you and, go. And um, then our other best woman, um, she and her fiance sang my wedding song. Actually. Oh, it was so, so good. It was so good. Yeah, I, it was yeah, really good. I adore that her. Sounds fun. It was a fantastic performance, honestly. Yeah. Ukulele and a guitar. So, oh, I yeah. love that. It was great. Um, so, no, I loved college. One of So, Kathy Murray, as I mentioned earlier, she was my uh, boss at the Department of Student Activities. And so I worked there all four years of college, started the September of my freshman year, and worked there until December, January of my senior year. And, wow. Uh, provided a lot of opportunities and I made a lot of friends and had all kinds of amazing experiences there. So I, I loved college. I worked really hard. Um, I moved off campus as soon as my freshman year was over and had a lot of really fun roommates. How long did you go? Four years. I ran through. I was, yeah, not, not going to extend that. Uh, it turns out I was really, really excited to be an adult and and now then it's I just done go, nothing yeah, but let you down. Back. Yep. Yeah. Just want to go back to being in college. Literally, I remember so vividly. I was telling my parents, like, guys, I'm an adult now. I got this. No. And then, you know, like my dad's paying my rent still. And right. I was like, no, I got this. <laughs> I, like, I take vitamins every day, you guys. And I <laughs> yes. go to school. Okay. Guys. I so. get up on time. I, <laughs> I go to my classes. Sometimes I shower. Yeah, I don't need regularly. you to tell me what the fuck to do. No, I was definitely an adult. <laughs> and now that I think about how many stupid things I have to do every day, right. oh, I wish I only had to remember to take a vitamin. <laughs> right. Because I don't remember that. I do. I just way. started this this year. So 2020, I have taken a vitamin every day of 2020. Way to go. Yeah. You are building those. Adulting. Uh, it's made my fingernails look really nice. So. You know what? Fuck my off, lady. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. <laughs> I mean, you, you can get them too. Like, I literally bought them on no, Amazon. It don't matter. Good job. My nails hate me. Same. Yeah. They're brittle. <laughs> it's 
stupid oh, thing. Oh, God. So, you said you just got married. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, can you tell us anything about your dating life? How did you meet your husband? And prior to that... Yeah, we Oh, yeah, all I have all kinds stuff. of good stories. <laughs> uh, you'll probably have I mean, to ask something a little more specific if you want to know, they, like, good are stories. Are they, like, toilet slave up here? Like, <laughs> did someone ask you to shit in their mouth? Um, I've had oh, similar, similar questions asked of me. Oh. Um, I did meet Mike on OkCupid, okay I think. Nice. Um, and we met at a bar. And he was adorable right off the bat. Just thought he was super cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I, I remember when she met him. Yeah. She hosted book club. Mm-hmm. Like a week later. Yeah. And when we got there, like one of the first things she says, she's like, I met a guy. Hello. Welcome and to my home. I met a yeah. guy. Met a good one. And, and she's like, he's so my type. And he's so nice. But then she did, she was a little freaked out by how nice he was. Still freaked out by how nice <laughs> he is. Yeah. It's like, I just um, yelled at you. Yeah. Yeah. He's really nice. Yeah. Um, did you have, did, have you had experiences with lots of nice guys or not so nice guys? Not nice guys. All, all kinds. I've had lots of each. Um, Did you do a lot in the dating app world? Like what? Mm-hmm, Wait, mm-hmm. let me start here. Ooh, what was yeah. your life like prior dating app world? Met a lot of guys in bars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, what mean, was college f- like for you? Bars. I mean, you don't have to go into specific detail. Um, <laughs> blushing a little bit. Um, college was also amazing um, in a lot of ways. Columbia is a pretty small town, right. pretty small, pretty small college town. I also, um, for those of you that don't know me, I'm not maybe what you would traditionally think of as a woman who goes to Mizzou. I mean, I am cause I'm a nice, like, you know, suburban white girl, which is <laughs> a lot of the people at Mizzou. <laughs> right. Um, but I didn't pledge your sorority. I didn't do a lot of the sports stuff. Um, I had black hair for most of college and nose piercings and stuff like that. And <laughs> so I never really hung out at a lot of the fratty bars, I guess. So there's a bar called East Side Tavern. Um, and I started drinking there when I was 19. And so... You rebel. Rebel. Da- <laughs> uh, oh, God. So I... I really see no point in not being honest with you all, but if my mom listens, uh, please don't cry. Um, or just skip Yeah, skip part. through this part. Mom, so I skip. dated a guy who was like 30 when I was 19. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mom, skip. Keep skipping. Yeah. Bad choices. Um, for sure. He was so cool. And he was a punk. And I have such a weak spot for punks. And um, so he took me to that bar. And because I was with him, nobody questioned how old I was. And so I drank there all through college. Um, and so I think I let Illegal it. Illegal and legally. <laughs> yeah, both. And I think I met a lot of shady characters at that place. Um Made some well, good yeah. choices, some bad choices there, but always really fun. Was they he did at least you. a nice person. 
I mean, Jason? I got the it. punk? Yeah. The old guy, yeah. No, uh, turned out to not be such a nice guy in the end. Um, That's shocking. <laughs> shocking I'm that the 30-year-old that was dating a 19-year-old yeah, that I'm lived shocked. in a dorm. Um, no, turns out. So, again, mom, you don't know this yet. but Mom, keep skipping. Um, so I'm <laughs> queer, and as well, I don't believe in monogamy um and so jason's good friend daniel um asked if we wanted to have a threesome and i was like yeah that'd be awesome and so we're at a party and i go ask jason and that dude went off and started screaming at me that I was a slut and oh, come on. that I was he can't believe that I'm such a whore and all these things uh which was decidedly the end of that relationship sir you uh, are 30 years old yeah get out so you know that if if he would have approached you with a woman do you think it would have been different? Not with him specifically. Really? I, uh, I see where you're going. That's and with shocking. a lot of people, I would say probably yes. Yeah. Um, I do think a lot of that is his insecurity um, and not anything about me, actually, <laughs> um, well, or it, the yeah. actual sex. So, hmm. yeah, that was kind of the first time that that happened. I remember it so vividly. Um Let's see. I'm trying to think. I used to have really good dating stories, but I think I've blocked a lot of them out. I was thinking on the way here, uh, fun fact about me, I love Dave and Busters. <laughs> love Your it. Face I love when you, you say go it, from though. dating to, I love Dave and Busters. You, you guys, Dave and Busters, though. Dave and Busters. Uh, have yeah. you been there? Have you, you done play it? Games. It's so fun. No. I, let me tell you about it. it. You play your dating life for, real. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you guys who don't know about Dave and Buster's, they have alcohol. Yes. They have arcade games, specifically skee ball, which is my jam, and they have food. Yep. Okay. So like, also, so fun. Skee ball is you so the most fun Chucky of all the yes. games and uh, prizes. Yes. Yeah, you, you can, get prizes. You can get prizes. <laughs> I know. She's just like she's like, duh, duh. prizes. Why do so, else? Why else would we the do fuck this? Aren't you there yeah. right now? Uh, so when it, <laughs> yeah, why don't we record the podcast? Why can't we record there? Because nobody uh, would be able to hear. Yeah, us over you that. could not. And yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like screaming. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, there was a point to this, David. Yeah, there was. Thing. So in Denver, when I was in Fort Collins, I dated a guy, and one of the more fun dates we drove from Fort Collins to Denver, which is about an hour, mm-hmm. and he took me to a Dave and Buster's because Fort Collins doesn't one doesn't have a lot of chains, and two definitely doesn't have a Dave and Buster's. Right. <laughs> so I hadn't been to a Dave and Buster's in years, and so he took me, and we went out for sushi, and we went to Dave and Buster's. It was just like a really fun date, and I think that was my favorite part of online dating is meeting a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You always get some sketchy stuff, but that was cool. I also dated a guy out there. This was one of the more suave experiences I ever had. So we were at a bar one night and he took our, he took my friend a nice picture. He was like, Oh my God, you guys look super cute. Like, can I take your picture for you? And so he like took it and then he was like, so can I get your number and send it to you? And I was like, uh, oh, I see that. Oh, I see that, never, that had never happened before. So it didn't, um, never. That is a good, I mean, that's. 
Because it was like, no, I bet that picture isn't even good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me see the picture. Yes, exactly. What kind of photographer are you? <laughs> like, that's what I uh, base all my number giving on. Yeah, that phone is dead now. I don't have it anymore, so I can't well, check the know. pic. But he took me <laughs> out, and ev- we dated for a while. And one night, he knew I liked to bake a lot, and so he came over to my house, and I had made him a very elaborate ratatouille, and he brought me a pumpkin, <laughs> a pie pumpkin. And he said, listen, like, I was going to bring you flowers. I went to go pick them up, and I saw this pie pumpkin, and I figured that would be, like, more your speed because I know uh, you like to bake. And it was holy just, shit. Yeah, it was a really thoughtful gift. Listen, um, that's what every girl wants. Right? It was Someone great. I mean, I made a pie. So Also, I want to eat pie. That too. I make. I want to eat fucking pumpkin pie right yeah. now. Like right now. I'm I mean, sorry. it's about to be pie day, so yeah, we have party. a great excuse to eat pies. But it's, it's it is no. a bit away. Yeah, it's... Ooh. Yeah. We got ooh. time, damn it. But For it's those coming. of us who just refilled our drinks, there's a little more vodka than <laughs> Friend, LaCroix in this round. Friend, you did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you we do. Re- we, uh, there's no there, ice in this round. There's no ice, and... We didn't, We're only fancy we on didn't the first, the first round. Yeah. Right. The LaCroix is gone, if, for those of you that are listening. The LaCroix is gone because, I mean, there's more. It's just upstairs. It's and too far. We're recording oh, a wait, fucking is, podcast we here. A- we're so professional. Uh-oh. Yay. Bartender Tyler for producer. the win. Bartender producer. Uh, we need to come up with like a... I love you. <laughs> Thank you for marrying me or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, Is that, does that answer your question about dating? Yeah. That yeah. Was, those are good stories. Yeah. So you have like a, overall, Yeah. do you feel like you had decent dating experiences? Like if you, like in the full picture. Yeah. That's a really hard question because I do think, uh, I didn't start identifying as queer until two years ago, maybe year and a half, um, because I didn't know there was a word for what I am or how I feel. So I remember my college boyfriend. Um, again, mom, fast forward. The guy. Um, I'm. I'm into pegging. Look it you up. Pegasaurus. <laughs> um, Google. <laughs> Google it for those Pegasaurus. of you that don't know what that is. Pegasaurus Rex. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What do you say? Sorry, sorry. She, she, I this, I this saw Broad City. Oh yeah, Broad City too many times. Uh, let's be real. Broad City like changes lives. It does. Yeah, and that show definitely made me feel better. But what I'm gonna say is, I knew at 21 that I was curious about pegging, and I asked my boyfriend at the time, and which is not the 20 the punk. But oh. that did not oh, last good. long. Like, yeah. that maybe okay. lasted That's three not, months. Okay. Right. So that right, was right, done. Right. No, and my college boyfriend um, really made me feel gross, really made me feel terrible about that. Right. And how dare you shatter his masculinity like that? Yeah, there was a lot of that. And there was a lot of toxic masculinity in that relationship. I, why can't people just be like, you know what? I, That's not my thank thing. Thank you for. Yeah, being comfortable with unless, me, but it's not my unless thing. Unless they're Think asking about- to be shat upon the mouthful region. Oh, like that's the, a tough one. That's- <laughs> I will say, so here's the that's thing. I, I do think we're all working through our own things. Yeah. If 
And so I don't want to shoot that guy down because he was doing his own, like he was living his own life and trying to figure out his own stuff too and kind of dealing with some toxic masculinity from his dad. So I'm not sure that I would think him now would feel that same way. But I think that he was trying to figure stuff out at his point in time. The point of that isn't him though. The point of that is me feeling for nine years like I was gross or broken and as well I've been attracted to women for most of my life um and just not knowing that that's okay and that's a thing I think led me to date a lot of people that weren't good matches but Mm -hmm. because I was looking for something and because I was searching I did find a lot of people um and try and date a lot and it just didn't go great always have you dated women? Never. Really? Uh, no. Also had, uh, I wouldn't say bad experiences, but uh, my game with women, I would say, is my absolute kryptonite. Like, <laughs> I crumble. Um, we were at Hamburger Mary's last night, and there was this um, really cute girl, and I had a sequin skirt on, and she was like, oh, your sequins are ruffled up in the back. Like, I'd love to come and, like, lay them down for you. And she was, like, flirting. And I panic. Let's repeat that. <laughs> I panic, you guys. Like, <laughs> 33, I could walk into a room of, like, 600 people and, like, run an event like nobody's business. But, man, that girl offering to smooth out my sequins, and I'm like, <laughs> I've never been a person before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just freeze. And Never been. She a just made claws. It yeah. was just like, <laughs> and and I, I don't okay. know how to talk. Yeah, I don't know how to. And so, no, I've literally never had the confidence to date a woman. Um, and that's oh my, di- disappointing. <laughs> Tyler just poured oh, Jessica poured, and all vodka. Poured drink. at least two shots in there. It's good, Jess. You don't have far to go home. It's fine. You live a block away. You can. I hope you don't have plans for tomorrow. It's Friday. It's Friday. What? You have to unpack boxes. Put more in there. All right. Nope. Well, Um, so I. But you know what? I will say I had some really great ones. Um, I lived out in Colorado when my grandpa died, and there was a guy I was dating at the time. Billy. And he was with me the night that I found out my grandpa died. And he was so kind about it. And at a time when I was away from all my family and a lot of things were difficult, um, it was really awesome to have somebody like that in my life. Isn't it? I don't know what I believe as far as um, God or religion. Mm Mm-hmm. I I don't know. But I do find that I love those moments where in life there's a lot of times you just get exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's many times where we don't. I'm not saying that's right. like True. every time. I mean, there's been so many times where I don't get what <laughs> yeah, I need. Yeah, you're hung out to dry. Right. But no, there's times where, God, you're just desperate for something and mm-hmm. that's exactly what you get. It's Fantastic. It's good. It's the best. So, like, I'm not asking for specifics here, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you married Mike, so Mm -hmm. he seems to, is he pretty accepting of your past and all that stuff? Like, does he, does that seem to bother him at all? 
He knows no. nothing. Skip, we skip, yeah, right? skip. Uh, <laughs> every time Mike. I said mom, fast forward, that actually was <laughs> Mike. Mike. Um, no, he's amazing. Um, Good. Yeah, there's a lot Again, of things. It's one of those things we need. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I over the weekend we had an event at work, and I'm not going to say who it was, but there were a lot of really shitty men there. Just treated my staff poorly, uh, and we're not great. And, you know, I just have never gone home so thankful to be going home to a kind man who is empathetic and a feminist and grows every day and changes. Um, no, he doesn't judge. I will say there's a lot that I don't feel like he totally understands because we're in a very different world than what he experienced. Um, he's he's pretty straight. <laughs> um, and so I think he's learning a lot and he's always been open to that. I mean, I told him on our first date because I'd been on a string of dates with guys who were very straight, very monogamous, and even though people always think you're going to change. I I think that's a really wild thing about internet dating is like, even if you put something out there at the beginning, if someone's attracted enough to you, they somehow think you're going to change. So I've always said, I'm not into monogamy. I'm not going to give that up. I'm also not totally comfortable just being monogamous with men. And there were a lot of people who really seemed to think that that would change if if they were man enough for yeah like, yeah the man, penis will they're change they're just gonna they're just gonna <laughs> magic man, just put that man right at you. <laughs> oh god that hand motion <laughs> I watched too much uh, Mulan I guess I'll make, make a, a man, man out of you like just well, okay <laughs> no um. So I will also say um, I have a really hard time with trust and feelings and feeling my own feelings, which is something I've been working on. And dear sweet Michael has (laughs) gone through a whirlwind of a year of experiencing me really coming into being a person. So one of our sayings in our house is that like you get to be a person and you get to have feelings and uh, I think that's one of the best things that therapy has taught me. And in turn, Mike and I really embrace in our relationship is you don't always have to, I mean, feelings are ugly and hard and you can be mad and that's okay. And you can be sad and that's okay. And, um, so at first I think I started saying that just to him and at some point that's circled back around and I needed to hear it too. Um, so no, he is probably one of the more perfect husbands for someone like me. Um, I'm not sure I ever thought I was going to get married and he won me over pretty, pretty fast and pretty hard. And I'm really happy, but I think that didn't sound happy, but I, I'm happy, but you're smiling, but your face was happy when you said hard. I know. Well, just the- explain it. Okay. She just moved her eyebrow. <laughs> Both sides of her mouth went uh, up. We all Zip. just drank some vodka. Yeah. I think the thing that stuck out in that last part, though, was when um, you said that he doesn't always understand it. But here's the thing that I will say to 
anybody about anything that is different than you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to completely, none of us will understand everything. No. I don't understand what it's, we talked about this earlier. I don't understand what it is like to be a black person in the United States or in the world. Right. Why would I? I'm a white woman. I wouldn't know that. But you don't have to be a dick. And you can learn. <laughs> right. And you, and, can, you can, and you can have an open mind and you can want to understand. And you can have empathy. And mm-hmm. empathy. So yep. that's a, like for me, he may not understand it, but yep. he's not a dick about it. Nope. He's, he's going to try. That's for just you. don't be a dick. Just don't be a d- Honestly, that should be the name of the podcast. Because <laughs> uh, I be think that that's the lesson we learn every time. I'm don't just, be a right. dick. Because I, none of us understand the experiences of everybody else. But why not try? Yeah. Why not just try to understand? It. I will never understand why people don't want to at least attempt to yeah. learn. It That blows Fear. my mind. I mean, I think people are scared. Yeah, but grow the fuck up. <sighs> Being an adult, like eat your vitamins and take a shower. <laughs> right. And have an open mind. And empathy. But what if you're not in a community that values open-mindedness? I mean, there's a lot to be said for cultural and societal norms for people that live in different places. So is it just like a village of dicks then? They just kind walk of. around being I mean, dicks? literally, it's called the South. Like, oh, that's yeah, the yeah, village right. of you're dicks. Right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're <laughs> not right, everybody. Right. We like you in the South, too, if you like us. Um, yeah, only if, you're if you listening, like us first. If you've made it this far in the podcast, like, you're probably a <laughs> like-minded individual. <laughs> right, just, it's not I, fuck off. <laughs> I don't I think anyone can listen through the pegging conversation <laughs> and, and be like, oh, I'm just going to listen to this for fun. Well, you know what? That Here's my I thing. Mm-hmm. I guess I agree. I, mm. I, I totally, I genuinely, I mean, I, I grew up in a small community and I yes. heard lots of different <sighs> words. Shitty that, things. Yeah. I didn't, even without knowing the meaning, somehow mm-hmm. I knew I didn't like it. Yeah. So I get it. But all I'm saying <laughs> is if you, I just don't understand not attempting, like to just hearing them out or not just, uh, I, I, yeah. Uh, it, it's, I know, and, yeah. and we've had this conversation before. And it melts your brain a yeah. little bit. It does because it's it's they aren't starting where we are starting in in this, and I get that. I just don't understand the hate. I don't understand. I just don't. I, I don't know. understand it. I just, I it just I don't understand it. It makes me angry. It's. I think it's probably one of the most difficult parts about living in our country you know just being a person people mm-hmm. like this pe- there are people all over the world that don't want to understand anyone else's perspective don't care and i think that's really difficult to just be a person and not understand that um and i know here i say that knowing that there's a million things in this world that i don't understand mm-hmm. you know i i just i but i want to I think that's I, I want that's important. to learn. You know, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go outside and smash things. <laughs> no, I'm a nice lady. 
Yeah. Talk like one. <laughs> yeah. I need you to start Ba-dum-tsh. talking like a fucking lady. Uh, mm. Listen. I do. I do talk like a lady. So yeah, fuck you. I am a lady and fuck you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Okay, everyone, that's it for part one. And part two of Rachel's interview will be next week. So be sure to listen. Bye.